Please be seated. Would you pray with me? God, we are grateful. We are grateful for the story, an amazing story of love and care. That you love the world so much that you became one of us. That, Lord, you might take all the things away that separated us from you. Today, Lord, I just ask that in these brief moments, you would pour upon me the gift of preaching. That my very frail and broken and human words might, by the power of your spirit, become your living word. Uniquely crafted for each and every one of our hearts. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't worry, I will be more brief today. I realize what time it is, just so you know. It is the third week in Advent, the season of waiting, a season of anticipation, a time when we quietly prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. As we heard the Howe family share earlier, today's Advent theme is joy. What is joy exactly? And how do we experience it? French priest and philosopher Pierre Teilhard de Chardin wrote that joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. I love this definition. Remember, infallible means utterly trustworthy, right? This is a trustworthy sign. Joy is a trustworthy sign of the presence of God. You might say joy is the fruit of God's presence within us. And it leads to very tangible changes in how we experience daily life. Rick Warren writes, Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be alright. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. So what gives us that crucial settled assurance? Faith and invitation. We have to believe God is who he says he is and invite his presence, his spirit, to fill us, right? Remember, joy is the sign of the presence of God in us. So we want God's presence to be within us. And when we do, as Bill High writes, joy rises from that confident assurance of God's goodness now and into the future. I love the the verb here that Bill uses, rises. Because it infers that we don't control joy, rather it's the byproduct of something. And I believe it is a byproduct from the freedom that we experience when we have the confident assurance of God's goodness. That God has us, that God's in control, that we don't have to be in control, that we don't have to fear. When we begin to trust God in that way, there's a freedom that comes within us and out of that freedom rises Joy. I think that's why God's presence, right, is a sign that joy will be there. Most of you have heard of Bear. Uh, This is our three-year-old Cavapoo. When there are thunderstorms, like this morning at 5.50 a.m., Bear comes over, sits up right by me, and she starts shaking. She doesn't want to lay down. She wants to run and hide. Now, I, as her master understand what's going on in a way that she cannot comprehend. She does not know what a thunderstorm is. I imagine Bear thinking it is an enormous monster taking earth-shattering steps outside the door. And as I comfort her, I so want her to trust me, to have faith in me, for I know what she cannot know. It's only a rainstorm. 
Everything's going to be okay, no matter how scary it sounds. But her faith in me only goes so far. Bear does not have confidence, assurance in my goodness. As a result, Bear misses out on the freedom and comfort she could be experiencing during thunderstorms. Now, Bear at times doesn't want to trust where I'm leading. (laughs) The truth is, I treat God this way more often than I would like to admit. That's me, not Bear, right there. What about you? When we face and fear what appear to be monsters out there, don't we, like Bear, struggle to trust our master, our good God, to trust that God is good and will take care of us, to trust that God knows the bigger picture, understands so much more about life and what's going on than we do? And yet when we do have the faith that God has, that God has us, that God knows best, and like Rick Warren says, we can have the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. When we have that, it is so transforming. And on that day, the angel was proclaiming why we should fully trust God when he said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The good news that is leading to great joy is that Jesus has come. God is fully present with us. And in that presence, right, is joy. And with his coming is a promise that God will never leave or forsake us. That we can fully trust that God has us even when all seems lost. Even when thunder And lightning is all around us. And then, only then, when we trust God that way, can we be free to truly experience the joy that rises from such faith and trust. It is in the hope of such freedom that we sing joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Once we allow this unconditional love of God to eke its way into us, all the way down to the very foundation and soul of who we are, joy, I believe, is the fruit of that seed. And so as we sing joy to the world, the Lord has come, we must remind ourselves that every heart must prepare in room. We must consciously consciously open our hearts to receive God's presence through his spirit for joy to well up. Our faith must be more than intellectual ascent. Our faith requires us to actually embrace the fact that our identity is built upon the unconditional love of God. For what we find when we do so is that there is so much more room for joy. I wanted to end today by just sharing a few times that I've experienced joy this week and what I've learned in my pursuit of it. I've really been thinking about this and practicing it, and honestly, it kind of snuck up on me. I started experiencing joy, and I wasn't sure why, and all of this, as I've studied it, has really helped me make sense of it. The first insight I've learned is stated well by Justin Serienzia. Wonder is what happens when we unexpectedly apprehend the marvelous quality of of the ordinary. The opportunities to discover joy every day are in the most ordinary of circumstances, and so we can miss it, which we often do, or we can discover it, right? This week I read an article about bees. 
Did you know that bees have very complex ways of communicating with each other? And more, that they communicate by doing a dance called the waggle? The article states this. Once a scout bee has found the good food source, she returns to the hive to inform her sisters. During the waggle dance, the bee moves in a figure-eight pattern, a straight line while beating wings, and then in a circular return without wing beating. Now listen to this, you guys. We know now that the resulting pattern, which can be observed visually, encodes the direction the food source relative to the sun's position in the sky. The length of the dance is related to the distance the bees must travel. Now, when I read this article, joy welled up within me. I just thought, that is amazing. God's creation is so amazing. Now, human beings are quite intuitive and creative as well. We have now created robo-bees. They're these little robo-bees, and we've learned how to create a food source program the dance into that robo-bee, and the robo-bees have gotten good enough that they go into the hive, do the dance, and the bees follow them to the food source. Pretty amazing stuff. Um, Other real simple places. I, in watching my daughter, Brenton, she's recently adopted a new dog. And it's been really cool to see her take on um, just being a parent, in a way, right? An adult, taking responsibility for someone else. I could be missing these things, right? These are not guarantees of joy. It's just that I found myself in the right position this week spiritually to experience it. Does that make sense? You have to be in that right place. Amy and I were invited to Pete Owen's older brother John, older brother John's 70th birthday party. It was at the Mucky Duck. He rented out the whole place, food and drinks and live music by Chuck Prophet out of San Francisco, California. It was incredible. It was so fun to see him so celebrated in love, but also just to experience the joy of music, of fellowship, of food, and drink. None of these experiences are exceptional in and of themselves. They're just part of life. Everyday life. And what I've discovered in my practices, I've said it to you before, but as we learn to see the gift in every day, That is when we begin to see God's room to move and we begin to experience more joy. What about you? Is the birth of Jesus good news that leads to great joy? Or like Bear, are you too caught up in fear and anxiety to experience joy? I want to encourage you to experiment with joy this week. Consciously invite God's presence into your life. For joy is the fruit of that God's presence produces. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.